for the 183rd time. This is Seeing the Elite, a friendship podcast. Everything's changed. There, I can't even do... I, I feel like... We have to get rid of all of our well, shit, basically. I'll have, like, I'll have well-written opening copy next time we do this. I won't even say next week, because we're going to talk about all this, but... Next time we do this, I'll have like a fucking idea of how to open this show, but I don't have an idea of how to open this show right now. I know that probably for a large swath of our audience, this episode is coming as a a massive surprise uh, to everyone. I, we have like no theme that would make sense either at this point. So, uh, um, Welcome back. That's the theme. Uh, welcome back. That's the theme. I just mean uh, uh, music. We have no music. Um it would be just because it would be weird to play uh, uh, wrestling music before the show. Uh, here's what's going on. For people that didn't see it on Twitter, for people that didn't see it on Discord, we are, to a certain extent, rebooting STE. But it's not going to be the same as it was. People who, I mean, the final episode of the show over time has become one of our most listened to episodes, as I knew it would. Yeah, as soon as we uh, said we're done, you know, everybody comes back. Right. <laughs> everybody kind of comes flocking in, right? It, just to figure out why. And I, I feel like I properly articulated why I was leaving on that show. And uh, n so I don't feel like there's much of a call for me to answer those questions again or sort of recap. Uh, but I think that there is a bit of a call for me to answer why. We're back. Oh, I, I mean, a, a lot of it, and we we kind of you and I have talked about this off the air, which reminds me, I got I got something I want to talk to you about off the air too. Um, right. We kind of the AEW product at the time was really just not with it, and you combo right. that with you know some of the production pains that we were going through, the real life stuff that we were both going through, and it's just we need. We probably should have said, hey, we're going to take a step back for a little while. Yeah. But, you know, we're wrestling fans at heart. And when you're a wrestling fan, you you, you retire. <laughs> right. Well, and I think I think even saying that, like, gives a bad indication of where we're going with this show. This show is not really going to be a wrestling show anymore. Uh, not uh, the responsibility of being a source of information for AEW and for people who liked AEW was the most draining aspect of production for the show. It meant that we had to be pretty meticulous in what we said uh, and pretty meticulous in what we recorded so that we had so that we covered everything. And there was, I felt a responsibility to be a, a news broadcaster as much as a podcasting personality. And at the end of the day, I don't think, I think that that's a useful resource for some people, but I don't think it's why people listen to podcasts. It's certainly not why I listen to podcasts is to stay informed with things. I often feel like that gets in the way of the real reason why I listen to a podcast. And that's to feel like I'm talking about something I care about with friends, people I have this sort of parasocial relationship with, people I feel like I know and regularly talk to, even if in reality, that's not really how it is. It's sort of surrogate friendship. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some podcasts that I go to for 
for news, you know, right. like the, the gaming podcasts that I listen to are mm-hmm. the primary ones that I would count in that. But even still, like there's still times when a lot of the gaming stuff that I do listen to is like, yeah, we're just, we're just chilling, just hanging out. Yeah. And I, um, I didn't want that to, I, I had kind of started listening to podcasts again. And a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to are, are kind of fully that fully just embracing the most wonderful thing about that, about this medium, which is that surrogate friendship deal. Uh, and I, while there were a lot of things that remain true about me and my feelings towards podcasting, when I left the show, uh, I still don't want to do the kind of work that it used to take to put into this show. I still don't really want to watch AEW product all that much. I hear that it's actually wonderful right now, despite Jeff Jarrett being involved, which I don't know how both of those things can be true. But. It's, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Like I, I'm the first one to say like I, the Jeff Jarrett experiment when it started, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That's kind of funny. He said slap nuts. That makes me laugh. Right. And then they were like, Oh, we're putting him in the ring. I was like, no, the fuck you're not. He's old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually worked out really well because they're they're doing it in a way to counterbalance the, his age and his workability. Right. You know, they stuck him with uh, Jay Lethal, who mm-hmm. actually works really well for him because also kind of an older guy, but has been in the business and no, has known Jarrett for years and years and years. So... It works pretty well. I mean, I, I'm the first one to say that it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, but you know, here we are. So I, I guess I'll lay that out. For the most part, what you're gonna see on this show is JD and I just talking about everything, and I mean everything. It's not going to be a gaming podcast. It's not going to be a movies podcast. It's not going to be a music podcast. It's not going to be just a what's going on in our lives podcast specifically. It's going to be all those things. Yeah. Sort of at random times or whatever. You know, I think there will be episodes where we talk quite a bit about what's going on pop culture wise. And I think there will be episodes that, that, don't really speak to that. Um, beyond that, we're going to have members of our community be a greater involved um, talent. So like the bigger, the bigger, the biggest thing for me is is a question of time as it was with the show. And I know the biggest criticism that maybe uh, close friends and fans are going to throw out is like, oh, uh, Bryce quit the show because he was seeing somebody and now he's back to the show. Like, is this just going to be a show that he does? <laughs> he's not seeing anybody. Yeah, go fuck uh, yourself, but, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's worth noting that I'm seeing someone right now when I'm coming back to do the show. So, uh, So it's not all that. Uh, it's, it was a matter of, I found myself with no time to get some other things done in my life that I really wanted to get done. And the, the relatively hefty burden of producing the show every week, the things that people weren't seeing, like people think, oh, it's a two hour podcast. It takes two hours to make. No, it takes 13 hours to make, uh, at least, you know? Um, and so it, uh, it, it was eating up too much of my time and I had to go. And so as a result, coming back to it, there are a couple of sort of big things, big changes from the other show, uh, or from the way the show originally was that we need to make, uh, first of all, again, it's, 
you know, we're going to be talking about whatever on this show. It's going to be a really fun vibe. It's going to be great. Uh, but beyond that, other members of our community are going to be involved. So there will be episodes where we have uh, our friend Alejandro on or, or some other friends from the community on. And there will be episodes where uh, JD can't make it and it's me and somebody else or I can't make it and it's JD and somebody else or neither of us can make it. And it's a couple of members from our community or whatever. Or like just, those things are going to happen. Or just there will no be episode. Weeks where yeah. they're just, no, we, no, there's right, no where, episodes. There will be a week where we just don't do an episode because we're fucking busy. There was a long time where, because this is sort of for people who've never made podcasts before, that's like what's drilled into your head is like, you have to be there every week. And there's something really nice about if you can get into that workflow of like, there's gotta be a show up by this time every week. So like, let's make it happen. And it feels productive. And it was what kind of drew me to the art form in the in the immediacy was I had spent years as a musician. And when you're a musician, you write a song. And then by the time anyone hears it, that song's like a year old, you know, um, by the time anyone hears it recorded anyway. And so it was really nice to create and finish something every week. And then you never think about it again. Um, that was really cool. I don't want to be married to that schedule anymore. It's a grind and it's especially a grind with something like AEW, which never stops with Lucha Underground. It was like, at least, Oh, end of the season's coming. We can take a fucking break, but yeah. And I think it, that's kind of where we, we panned ourselves into a, into, into the corners. We decided from the beginning, we're going to be here. If there's an AEW show, we're going to be here. And right. Some of that just kept cascading as they kept adding more shit, which is good. They're growing. <laughs> so much more shit. Right. But it also painted us to a point like where even after we did our format change, we would have had to then come back. It's like, we're going to do another format change because Bryce and I need a break. Um, yeah. And that's yeah, that's kind of the part of it. Um, but, you know, we got a new show now. We got a new format. Things are going to be fun. It's... It's not a we're not going to talk about wrestling show either because JD still w watches AEW regularly. I'm not totally against watching AEW. I'm just not doing it right now. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, uh, you know, I still have a, a, a decade plus knowledge base in covering that subject. So it's going to be talked about on the show, certainly when there are big things. I think it's fucking hilarious that we quit the show like two weeks before the fucking cm punk thing dude do you um, do you know how many people like in my personal life were that are not like like full-blown wrestling fans and they're mm. like yo you do that wrestling podcast right and i was like yeah but we kind of we kind of ended it a couple weeks ago he's like really right fucking now <laughs> and i'm like yeah would have yeah. been a great moment hey. would have been a great episode but it would have been a, it would have been a depressing episode. Yeah, I was I was crestfallen because it's not to say I wasn't expecting it. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling. Um, <laughs> I, I it wasn't. Think, it's not to say. I think in my back of my mind, I was kind of expecting something to happen eventually. Right. It was weird that it was the Young Bucks because they had always he had always indicated it's, that he was super fond of them and likewise so it was weird it was um, just weird how that all th i don't want went down man it's kind of i don't want to talk listlessly ugh. about it but it is a situation where like man you could have just ridden this wave you didn't of, have to do fuck all right of like goodwill towards you coming back like all the way into the sunset just continue to get injured all the time 
and have a couple of runs and put on a couple of great matches and let people enjoy CM Punk being back. And all you had to do was chill the fuck out and not make it all about you and your ego all the time. But you can't. And it's your Achilles heel. And God like, love you. Like uh, uh, certain other older, much older people. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a cautionary tale of like, oh man, it's not even a drug thing. It's like, it can be, that that shit can happen to anybody. And uh, it's a shame because, um, you know, uh, he's a figure that's still really uh, important to me for the good things. And in the grand scheme of things, he fist fought a coworker. That's not like you the can't, fucking- You just can't. You can't, well, it's but not at the even same that time, you, it's I, also, it's not like he fucking, it's not like a Hulk Hogan level crime where it's like, oh, I hate that guy now or whatever. It's just like, oh man, that sucks. That sucks that you couldn't just let a good thing be a good thing. And everybody's always out to get you, even when they're fucking not anymore, and you need to chill. So here's and, here, here's my thought on this. Um, So first off, there, I kind of feel, number one, you can't fist fight your coworkers. Number two, you certainly can't throw a goddamn chair and bite them <laughs> like what the fuck um but also uh, there's just the and this is because of a similar situation that i've actually had to dealt with this week um which i'm, I'm going to tell you about later because i i cannot right. speak about it on the show i apologize deeply <laughs> but it's like this was an escape hatch move right you wanted an out and this is how you went about i don't agree with it but this is what you did to yeah. get your out <laughs> So weird. So a whole bizarre situation. But the, I, the other thing that's going to change pretty drastically to keep the workflow low for us and to keep this thing casual, keep this thing fun. JD and I want to do this thing for fun. And unfortunately, the way we were doing it was just too much work to be fucking fun anymore. And uh, so the other kind of big change is that the show for 182 episodes was pretty meticulously edited. Um, a lot of things for uh, were cut. 178 odd episodes was meticulous. Right, for 178 odd episodes <laughs> until I completely lost my passion for it and just started putting shit up because I didn't give a fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> thank you, JD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, and it's for a lot of reasons. It's like talk over and ums and ahs and, uh, belches and sneezes and, um, uh, jokes that don't land and shit like that uh, hit the cutting room floor. Um, but that takes a lot of time to do. You got to listen through the whole fucking show or you got to take notes on where things happen during the show, which I don't want to do. And so uh, it's, it's just a I'm rough, not going to do job. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to put the stems together and I'm going to run it through the mastering program and uh, I'm going to attach the music and I'm going to fucking put it up and I'm going to put it up whenever I want the show is not going to have a certain day that it goes up every week. If it's going up, it's going to show up when it shows up. I understand that a lot of these are anti podcast culture values. A lot of these can probably come off as slightly anti consumer values. I don't mean to be that way. I only wish to let this thing exist within a healthy workflow box for me and JD so that it does not take over our whole lives because him and I are so, uh, if left unchecked, uh, we want to do things the right way, you know? And if we don't set strict parameters for like, but this is how we have to, 
this is the level to which we are allowed to engage with this thing, then we will will go too far and, and burn ourselves out again. So I really don't want to have that be the case. And so, yes, the show is going to go up whenever it goes up. And some weeks there just won't be one. So, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, and that'll be that. And some weeks there 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 will be an episode. Some weeks there might be two or three episodes, you know, because I, I have sure. some plans of stuff I want to do. You know, I got... You know, outside of the community friends that I've, I've you know, always wanted to, just to to sit down and like, hey, you want to sit down and record, a, you know, just us bullshitting, be fun. Sure. You know. Yeah, and and so the, it's um, you know, the thing I want to get across is the the thing that there were a lot of things I didn't miss when I stopped doing the show. There were a lot of things I didn't miss. Uh, but the thing that I missed was getting to sit down and talk with my friend JD every week and I, I miss that and uh the that's why you know now the show's not a wrestling show anymore well what is it it's a it's a friendship podcast it's about just getting together with friends and talking about what you're feeling passionate about right now and uh we're going to answer questions from the community we have specifically at um at seeingtheelite.com you can get an invite to our discord community that's where our whole community oh. is run out of it and and the Need to go renew that domain. <laughs> uh, the biggest uh, biggest shout out possible I can give to our our people over there who show's been off the air for a long time and there was no indication that it was going to come back and that community continues to be a family over there of people who stay involved with one another and it's it's fucking magical, man. It's really unreal to me. Um, as somebody who mostly hasn't really been involved, I've been very busy elsewhere, but you know, the apps on my phone and I get updates from people and whatnot. And I, I come through every now and then. And when I do, I'm like, wow, this place is still Still, thriving, still popping great friends. And I haven't done a show in four months, you know? Yeah, that's and, crazy. And, and you, you missed the, you know, you, I, I understand you've been busy, you've been living the real life. You missed a lot of so shit, busy. man. It's been I missed a lot of shit. It's been wild. You know, we have a new fire ass coming up. <laughs> that's yeah, act, that's I, actually uh, next weekend. So you know, wow, it's not me. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> whole lot going on over there. But we do have a write-in category. So if you're somebody who wants to write in questions to the show, JD and I will answer questions on the show whenever there are questions. So just anytime you think of one, you can post it in the writing category over there on Discord, and uh, and we'll maybe cover it on the next show. I am. Um, I'm really excited about what we're going to do with this thing moving forward. I think it's going to be really cool. And and when I pitched it sort of to the community, the longtime fans of the show that I was sort of expecting to hear from all more or less all of them came back with like, this is this, you know, like if I was going to pitch to you guys what the show should be coming back, like this would be my like I would say, I know you guys can't do this show because this show would be. Uh, like I think I'm the only one who would be interested, uh, but I would love to hear you guys just do a show where you talk about whatever, you know. Uh, and all of them reached out and said, "This is that's what I would want." And so it's so cool that that's where you guys have sort of arrived um, with the planning of this thing. So uh, I'm I'm excited to be kind of back, but back in a new way that's gonna. Um, Eat less of my fucking life, you know? <laughs>
hopefully for some time and be 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 healthy you know and i so there's like a question here i want to find a proper uh, question a fair warning hey stop filling the write-in category with bullshit can we do that no can we as um a, no. can we as a culture <laughs> no because you, you know just like i do in this discord server it's all chaos and chaos all the time that's why we started it uh you know partly a new cult um right and also fair warning um uh, we do choose to ignore some of your questions because we hate some of you. <laughs> uh, it's more just like we're going to bring up questions kind of as they naturally come through. Um, so it's not like every episode is in a mailbag. It's just use the questions as sort of a jumping off point uh, for things. But uh, uh, New Day, Chaos, New Chaos Penguin, everybody's names suck on this server now. I hate it. Yeah, go to hell. Um, we're all we're chaos. You know, we're we're chaos animals. That's our cult. I don't. I, I hate this. Uh, the, uh, uh, he says, "Longtime listener, first time caller. Thank you for taking my question." Along the lines of the 3D printer, he's referring to your 3D printer, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, <laughs> that I don't have yet. <laughs> in in uh, in parentheses, which is fresh AF. Uh, close bracket. Uh, what's the most fulfilling thing that you've bought yourself uh, lately? Uh, and my answer to this question is is tied to this subject. Uh, uh, at Christmas time, I got a, a gift card to um, this local bookshop called Sherman's. And uh, I went to Sherman's and I, f you know, they stock the type of books that people who regularly go to bookstores want to read. And quite frankly, I'm a very specific type of reader. Uh, I find I fall off fiction very quickly. I find I don't read very much. But what I do read typically is like biographies. And even when I do read biographies, it I, it has to be a subject that I'm pretty interested in to get through it. Um, so there wasn't much for me there, but I wanted to start. I'm on this sort of like weight loss kick of like, try, I want to get down to two flat. I'm at like 260 right now. I want to get down to two flat because that'll Good. be half of where I was at my heaviest. You motherfucker. Um, I'm going to have to start losing weight now because oh, I can't have you beat me. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and part of that was I wanted to do a wellness journal. Um, and so I bought a journal from, uh, from Sherman's and I started writing in it every week. And I do a page on my state of – because I was – like, oh, I'll do it based on, like, what I'm doing for my body if I'm sticking to my rules every week or whatever. And I do a page on that every week. Uh, but then I said, well, that doesn't really tell the whole story because I'm used to working in restaurants. And in restaurants, they they don't only, like, mark down what they do for sales every week or every day, but they also mark down, like, was it raining, you know? Was there a big event in town? Was it, you know, so that they can kind of track these results and see why things are happening, right? Um and so I thought if I just mark down what I did body-wise, that doesn't really tell the whole story to the degree that I would want to. And so I also do a page for my state of mind and I do a page for my spirit. So it's uh, mind, body, and spirit sort of separated, right? And uh, I had never done talk therapy before or journaled before. And I found... Uh, the process of having to 
say how I was, what was say not only what was going on in my life, but how I was feeling about it and provide proper context in writing to be unbelievably cathartic. Um, you know, most to a degree, I most people get a therapist for this. Well, sure, to a degree. <laughs> well, even but even I mean, people who've been to talk therapy will tell you the first thing that they tell you to do is like you should also be keeping a journal. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, having not ever had any experience with that sort of thing. I was like, I was blown away. So if we're talking about things that we bought ourselves recently that really like enriched our lives, like that was fucking huge for me. And I'm still like, I'm probably three or four weeks into doing it. And I'm still like, not only blown away by how it makes me feel when I'm done, it makes me feel like I've unloaded like all of my bad feelings. Like they're gone. I don't have to deal with them anymore because I've like, written them i'm i like look forward to the time that i do it every week that's crazy and so i would say as somebody who's you know never conventionally been someone who felt like they had a deep need um for talk therapy or whatever a journal it's not expensive and uh if you give yourself time to do it every week it's not i think you'll be surprised by what it does for you if you take it seriously it's uh really Really opened my eyes. It was uh, crazy. It's good um, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, as far as um, other things media-wise to talk about, I'm, I'm a little at a loss for where. I really, I, you know, I was, I, it's hilarious. I was moments away from buying High on Life. Oh, when, I, oh. when the news broke. <laughs> okay, so here, here, so okay. Number one, all that shit's very fucked up. Yeah. Number two, if you want to play that game, just hit it up on Game Pass because then you're not actually paying for it, and you're not supporting Justin sure, Roiland. You're supporting the developers, the the studio, the directors, everyone else right. that was involved in that game. Um. So. That's kind of where I am with that game. I played. I played it a little bit. I played like two hours of it before the shit went down because right. I was in the process of testing a lot of things between my my computer, my Xbox, and my Steam Deck. So, if you're wondering what we're talking about, Google Justin Roiland. Yeah, I, I really don't want to talk about it. It's some heinous shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I'm just sitting there, you know, and it's like, so I've had to like separate it out in my mind because like I played the game. I thought it was it was pretty fun. It was very funny. It's it's yeah. wild to me that there's three full movies loaded into the game <laughs> that you can just sit down and watch. Um, well, it's it's with with commentary from the Red Letter Media guys. Too, no, not all I of love. them. There's two. Oh, one of just them, the one. just one of them. The other two are just full blown movies. You can sit down and watch them <laughs> in the game. Um, so that's where I, I stand with that. Is like I've kind of had to like separate out my mind. Is like yes. Justin Roiland's company did produce this. He no longer works there. And and yes, his voice is all over the game and his improv is all over the game. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird one. So like I might come back to that game down the road. I don't know. You know, it's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I was using Game Pass for it. Right. And. I don't really feel bad about using Game Pass to play that game because I'm not directly supporting him. 
if anything, sure. I'm supporting the company that put the game out. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Just, you know, looking at it is like, I was about to sit down and actually start playing that game again. And then I, I saw all the notifications <laughs> pop up on my phone. And I was like, man. No, gaming wise, oh. I'm not, I'm not really doing a lot. I find, um, you know, I'm kind of in the same place that I was when we ended the show last, which is I've gotten, you know, in, in my sort of living alone in this apartment, I've become so married to just having music on all the time that it's really hard for me to sit down and focus on a game that wants more than just a little bit of my attention. So the game I've been playing the most of is Pure Pool. Um, the P- the PS4 Billiards Simulator Pure Pool sure. is what I have been playing uh, because it's easy to play while I listen to records or, or uh, podcasts or whatever, and it doesn't demand too much of my attention and yeah. I can literally put the controller down at any time and it doesn't change the game, which is nice. Um, but, uh, you know, I played probably, I think I'm like halfway through God of War Ragnarok. I just hit one of those classic God of War reboot difficulty spikes that just um, make you not want to play the game anymore. Right. That just make me not want to play the game anymore. I'm also particularly at a part of the story where I'm like, this is boring and whack. I, so how far in are you in that game? I finished it. I okay. I played almost entirely on my Steam Deck via uh, mm-hmm. remote play, which works really, really well. That's uh, wonderful. Um, I enjoyed the game for the gameplay sake. Right. I didn't necessarily agree with the story. I am at the battle with the Nidhog. Yeah. And that one was fun. Uh, it's hard as fuck, but it was fun. It's super hard, and I'm in the middle of fucking following the witch around yeah while she just dumps exposition on me for what feels like has been hours at this point yeah that's kind of it took me a lot longer to play through this game than most games do because i would hit those exposition points and i i would add out and i'm like yeah i don't i i i i, I don't care yeah that's the problem is that i don't give a shit which is that's a big problem if you're going to ask me to invest a whole bunch of time so i'm i'm at that battle i don't think i'm going to beat that battle i might bounce off the game entirely which is crazy because i loved 2018 but i made the huge mistake of being like oh the second one's coming out i'll replay the first one big fucking mistake and and i have friends who are like yeah i want to replay the first one before i play the second one and i'm like don't uh, because the second one, it's not that it's so similar, but it's similar enough that like part of the great thing about a sequel is that you go back to it and you go, oh, this, mm-hmm. I missed this, you know? And if you replay the first one, you're not going to miss before anything. Before you replay the second one, you're not going to miss anything. It's the, it's the gameplay is as similar as you would want it to be. It's the same thing. So don't load yourself with 18 hours of doing it before you do it. Like... It's just chocolate cake followed by chocolate cake. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like it's fucking it's it sucks. So don't I would caution against doing that. The the second game has a wonderful recap if you need it. Uh if you've played or, the first one, just go into the second one. Or watch a YouTube video on the story. Right. You can do that to, you know, to get yourself refreshed, especially yeah. if you played it before. If you haven't played God of War twenty eighteen, play God of War twenty eighteen. It's the same game, but it's cheaper. 
And so play that one, wait two years, and then play God of War Ragnarok when it's cheap. Yeah. It's a fucking great idea. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I want to, I want to go back. I didn't, I didn't get to answer the question. You, you rambled. Oh, that's sure. Please. Um, so let's see. Something I bought that is, I have to find it because I lost it. Yeah. Something, most fulfilling purchase I've bought for myself lately. Um, I can't, I, so I can't actually say the 3D printer because I didn't actually buy that. My, my manager is giving <laughs> that to me. Wow. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, like, really the most fulfilling thing I bought lately is I, I bought uh, a new mic interface and a new um, mic arm for my desk. And I also got a new camera, too, just to kind of symbol redo it all. And that's right. really been the most fulfilling thing because, like, I, I was having a hard time, like, the last, like, October to, like, December. I was, like, you know, come into uh, my office, sit down to work, and I just look at this expensive as fuck microphone that's just sitting here and i'm not using it at all and i'm just like okay let's number one let's see if i can use the interface i had to to hook it up and it i tried i there's an op, an open source library that someone has built out for the go xlr to work on a mac it doesn't work that well because it's one dude doing it it's not the company and the company has no interest in making a mac client so right i got you know, I went, did the research. I got this new interface. I'm now using this microphone for work every day, which makes me happier that I'm using this purchase. Um, but also, I mean, it's not recent, but really, man, my fucking Steam Deck is the best thing I've bought in years. I well, yeah, it's a, it's it's fucking awesome. I, I don't use mine enough. I feel bad about how little I use mine because I'm not playing games right now. But it's awesome. It's awesome, man. I, I sit down and I play with this thing like almost every day. Either I'm tinkering with it somehow. Or I'm playing a game on it, and man, yeah, I love it. And it's uh, it's absolutely almost no question for me at this point. Like, if a game is available on Steam Deck, that's where I'm going to buy it. Yeah, same. Like over over everything, and I have a PlayStation Five sitting there. But like, if God of War Ragnarok had come day and date to Steam Deck, I would have bought it on Steam. Yeah, same. I I mean I I'm in the same boat. I have literally all the consoles. I when a new game comes out, I'm looking like okay, it's out on all platforms. Let me check the Steam Deck compatibility. It's playable. We're good. Right. Yeah. 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 It's fucking great, man. So, uh, absolutely to the Steam Deck. It's fucking. It's it's the best. Yeah. You know. Um, I do want to talk. I want to talk. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No. I mean, as for gaming stuff, I've I've been rotating through different games. I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon. I'm still working my way through that. I, my interest in you know beating it day one waned quickly when they announced that there would not be the the combat compatibility for Pokemon Home to you know move the Pokemon in the new game into your collection. So I was like, I'm just right. gonna play through this slowly until I can move everything over. Um, mm-hmm. And then other than that, I just you know there's a new game that's come out recently called Chained Echoes. It's very recent. It came out this year. Might honestly be my game of the year. It's wow. God damn, it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I um, I want to talk briefly about uh about The Last of Us and how it's been going. You probably haven't been watching, right? Not not a care at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm aware uh, of it because everyone's talking about it. 
but everyone's talking about it. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, which makes it almost not worth talking about for, for the things that people have been talking about. I think they've been, as somebody who's played through The Last of Us Part 1 easily 20 times, um, to the point where, because it's two games. The first time you play it, it's like this wonderfully enveloping story thing. And then after that, you can kind of turn all that shit off and just it's like just enough muscle memory versus having to think a little bit uh, because it's a naughty dog game, you know, uh, that uh, it, it's one of these mindless games that I can throw on while I'm playing music or whatever. And so uh, it's a game that stays regularly in my rotation and has for years, uh, despite my uh, general distaste for a lot of the choices made in the second game. Um the TV show that they're making is fantastic. Absolutely highly recommend it's staying as true to the original as you'd want it to be. They're kind of, this, the third episode kind of trailed pretty far from that for them to do other things with certain characters. It's fine. Um, I think the biggest, most valid criticism about the third episode is that it seems like it doesn't really have much to do with anything. Um, and it's a lot of time to spend on characters that you're ultimately going to kill that aren't going to have that much of a big impact on the actual story. It, they have eight episodes. They're making a good clip on what was there in the game and they're using the extra time to flesh out the world so that they can have more story because they are, you know, kind of painting themselves into a corner. They have a first game whose story people absolutely adore. They have a second game it's, whose story it's very was very divisive at best divisive. Uh, not, I would go so far as to say not terribly well received. Uh, and that's it that they have to adapt. So it is also almost like a, uh, two like season an anime, show. anime manga situation where like worst case scenario, this show absolutely fucking blows up right and we get to the end of the second season and people are like where's season three and it's like we got no uh, more material we, there's like yeah that we kind of we did it all kind of it's already over and uh, uh, so it's very interesting the the third episode is actually being review bombed right now uh because it's it's homosexual friendly yes that's crazy because it's 2023 and what a weird thing to be upset about. Uh, but have, have you seen the world in the past? <laughs> Hi, have you met the world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you met, have you met my friend the world? Especially in like, you know, the past 35 days where shit's just kind of gone off the rails. <laughs> 2023 has not started it. off well, my friend. 2023, not, uh, not great, would not. Would not do again. Do not recommend. <laughs> Zero not for recommend. ten. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, the boys are back. You know, so there's that. Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, I thought the episode was fine. You know, I. You know, I feed into and understand uh, the one criticism, which is that they spend a whole lot of time on characters that die before ever really meeting the actual story that's going on. And uh, it felt somewhat panderous in that way, especially because it's, it's, it is a legitimate 
pretty big change from what's there in the original material. Um, and they take two homosexual characters in the game who their story is that they are together for a while until they sort of, you know, find that they can't stand each other, which is sort of a more relatable, more interesting human story. And they turn it into this beautiful homosexual love story, which is another way that you can go with it and is also perfectly valid and fine. But it does. I mean, I can see how someone whose heart is filled with hate for uh, homosexuals and the way that they are portrayed in the media could see that as a panderous change for Hollywood's sake. When in reality, I think the answer is a lot simpler. And that's that Neil Druckmann specifically, who co is like the, the writer and the co uh, showrunner for this show has oftentimes openly stated that he thinks that this first story with that they're adapting from the first game is about love. Um, and about how people process love and what they will do for love. And so he's trying to drive that home with this episode with these other characters, as opposed to having this somewhat contradictory thread about uh, pissing each other off, basically, and even if it feels a little more um, in keeping with the way that the world is in the original game and it's really interesting when it comes to this side of adaption because it is neil Druckmann involved with it it's also um craig i'm, I'm blanking on his last name but he did chernobyl yeah and, it was uh, the the same guy did chernobyl which it really lines up chernobyl. well for this kind of show same guy who did Chernobyl, same guy who plays the uh, like bald, older game tester in Mythic Quest. Mr. Quest. Mythic Quest. Mr. Quest. No, Mythic Quest. Yeah, go listen the to fucking... the Always Sunny podcast. They call it Mr. Quest sorry. because they are... I'm sorry, you can't make incredibly specific references and expect me to pick up on them. Well, go, I, you I, should I, actually I, go listen to that because it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's, I've heard a couple of episodes of it. It's really funny. They, <laughs> they got Danny to be on one of the episodes. And... I saw clips from that. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking great. So they tell... Uh, quick one... They told a story on that one. Anytime when they're on set and they're like Danny's eating during the scene, it's because Danny just walked on the scene with a bag of chips and he just kept eating them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. They're making sort of smart decisions and smart changes. There's a whole lot of other things to talk about when it comes to adapting that material and how they're going about it. But uh, but I I'm, think that they're doing an admirable job as somebody who's fiercely familiar with that franchise and that story. So It's going to be real interesting to see how season two goes. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it is. I Old Pedro does not have a good track record with HBO shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, and beyond that, you know, like... So when it, I like this form of adaption with Neil Druckmann being involved for the same reason that I liked um, Invincible when they, when they did the, uh, the animated series for Invincible, which was spectacular. 
Um, second season for that is coming soon. And from the looks of the trailer, it looks like they put a lot more money into the animation, which is great. Um, because that was where the first season struggled the most, I think. Uh, people who were kind of gung-ho to love that series, um, like Anthony, who loves uh, the original comics, um, were pretty down on how um, choppy the animation was. Um, the animation was definitely trying to ape a specific era of animation, that sort of X-Men um, static shock type era of animation. Uh, and they hit that, but maybe a little too well, and maybe they should have done something that felt a little, a little, uh, better. And I think from the looks of this trailer and a trailer is not indicative of what the show is going to be necessarily. It looks like they put a lot more money into it, which is good because they I, desperately needed it. I think they did. Um, it's kind of, well, I mean, it's true with like a lot of animated series and really just TV shows in general, your first season, you're getting a shit budget. You're going to get, you know, six episodes. It's right. a beta test. And if you get pulled for a season two, because like the the office was the same way, um, <clears throat> then we're going to give you a massive budget and you can do it right. Like you know, I because right. I started recent watching the office recently, and right. everyone told me is like, you got to watch the first season. It's rough. You're not gonna like it, <laughs> but it's only six <laughs> episodes. Just you know, kind of power through it, and then season two is when it really kind of kicks off. And like, it's true, man, that first season is bad, <laughs> but you, you know, you, you can't just skip it because it sets up so much of the show. Right. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's I mean, we, wild. we used to tell people that with Lucha Underground all the time. Yeah. It's like, Hey, get through those first, hey, the ten first episodes. eight. Yeah. For eight to the 10. The first eight or, or <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, watch the first eight episodes. You're going to want to for the setup because it, there's stuff that happens in the first eight episode that gets mentioned it, in the, the fucking third season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but it doesn't really pop off until Aztec Warfare and you need to be ready for that, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but what I like the most about it is Neil Druckmann being involved, just like Kirkman was involved with Invincible, and that means that it's the original person who was involved in writing the story, getting the opportunity to look at it again and be like, what would I do differently? You know? And I think we saw sort of the first indication of that with the third episode. You know, and it's, I think it's really good for a creator to go back and look at their work and be like, I can do it better. You know, I have this, I have this opportunity to put it in the hands of a new medium. If I were going to retell this story, what would I change about it? You know, I think that's really cool because it doesn't mean that the game doesn't exist anymore. You know, it means that here's this sort of, alternate vision by the same creator. Cause ultimately you still want that sense of, of authorship. I just started reading this book, this graphic novel called black hole. Uh, black hole is written by this written and drawn and lettered and everything by this guy named Charles Burns, Charles Burns, kind of a, a pulpy cult, um, comics artist. He did a couple of other series that people, have sort of vague recollections. It was, he did this series about a, 
like a sci-fi luchador detective called El Borba that was really good. <laughs> nice. And so I uh, I picked up his book Black Hole, which is like considered his sort of magnum opus, like the one that people refer to as being really good. It's about all these kids in this town in the seventies, and they start uh, getting this this sexually transmitted. Uh, disease starts going around that turns them into sewer mutants, basically. And they end up getting like mouths opening in their chests and shit like that. Um, and it's all drawn in this wonderfully, uh, the Charles Burns style is ostensibly gorgeous. Like never seen a comic book like this before. Um, the, you know, every panel on the page looks like a beautiful, minimalist painting um and it's directly this one man's writing art lettering like it's entirely him which is one thing that fascinates me about comics and i love comics that are that have been made the other way too where it's a collaborative effort or whatever but what i love specifically about comics is that it is sort of the perfect marriage between a book and a movie where like you can almost see a movie if a movie was something that one person could make by themselves, which isn't really the case. It's been done here and there, but like it never, it's not really never goes well, something people do, you know, like you need other people, other hands involved in some way. Um, otherwise you have a pretty, pretty lousy film most of the time. So, uh, it's really cool to see in comics when you have that sort of, uh, Mark Miller type, thing um where uh, uh frank miller rather uh type thing where people can uh do everything and they just do um and you get this sort of singular vision in storytelling um much like a, a book you know an actual book so uh i'm enjoying the hell out of that and it's really nice to be back in that world of like seeing Seeing one person tell a story, uh, it's uh, uh, refreshing in this world of, you know, everything has so many hands all over it. So, yeah. yeah. JD, uh, have you been uh, watching anything in particular besides going back to the office? Uh, well, I've actually stopped on the office. I kind of, I got to the point where it's noticeable of the the people start are, are starting to leave now. So I kind of fell off of it. Um, let's see. Uh, Chief intern and I, we watched Tulsa King. Uh, we finished that. That series is just goddamn amazing. I, I'm, I love it so much. Um, other, yeah, that's what? been, go for what it. What is Tulsa King? So it's made by the same creator uh, as Yellowstone. Um, he's, kind of been building out his own little stable of semi-related television series. I don't know if they'll ever, if Yellowstone will like ever cross over. Um, he's also got, he's got Yellowstone, he's got Tulsa King, he's got Mayor of Kingstown, um, and then there's two prequels for Yellowstone, which will never like really cross over because they're set in, one's in the 18, 1883 and one's in 1923. It's, you know, prequel shit, real, like legit prequel shit. Um, right. But like Tulsa King is Sylvester Stallone. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. Uh, Shoot it into my veins. Yeah. That's, so step one, <laughs> he, 
gets out of jail because he is a mafia capo. So step two. Oh my god. Gets back to New York and they're like, "Yeah, man, we don't got a place for you, so we're gonna send you to Tulsa." And it's Lilyhammer. Yeah, kind of, but it's really just it's it's just Stallone just out here living his best life, and just happens to be recording a television show at the same time because it's fucking hilarious. Um, they've got Martin Starr in it as well from who's known from um, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And they actually kind of tied it together. Of uh, there's a, a <laughs> there's a moment in one of the, the later episodes. I'm kind of spoiling a little bit where he's talking to Stallone's characters, like, "Yeah, you're not the only one who's a criminal around here." And he's like, "How do?" And Stallone's like, "How do you know how to do this?" And he's like, "I used to work for this startup company in Silicon Valley for a lot of years." And it's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> you, you nailed it!" Um, but yeah, man, I highly recommend it. It's fucking hilarious. Of just wild shit that you see, and Stallone's not even really acting anymore. It's just, um, yeah, man, it's fucking good. It's and it's already been renewed for a second season. It's coming, so highly recommend that uh, if you're interested in that because it's kind of just it's a mob mob show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, but yeah. I recommend that. I also really recommend Yellowstone because it's a really good show because it's basically just the Sopranos with cowboys and Indians. Um, so that's a lot well, of fun. Sure. sure. And uh, well, the show that Tulsa King reminds me of is, is Lilyhammer. If you ever saw Lilyhammer, that's the one with Stevie Van Zant, right? With Steven Van Zant in it. So Steven Van Zant is a, a mob boss who goes into the witness protection program and they're like, okay, you're in the witness protection program. Where do you want to go? Which is not really how the witness protection program works. But uh, he's like, I want to go to Lilyhammer. And they're like, Switzerland? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, first of all, no one's ever going to guess it. And he goes, second of all, they held the Olympics there like fucking 10, 15 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> and uh it looked lovely when on this it looked fucking i uh, that's i want to go i want a fucking winter wonderland dude that's what i want and they're like dog say less yeah <laughs> we will send you to the middle of nowhere in fucking switzerland if that's what you want dog and so they they send him to switzerland and the rest of the show is about him slowly realizing that everyone around him is a fucking idiot yokel mark from fucking the middle of nowhere in Switzerland who, who just assumes that everybody around them has the best intentions and is a good person. And that he, with his background is in prime position to completely take advantage of these people, uh, and just use his criminal background to in some ways enrich the landscape, but also like by any means necessary. Um, and uh it's you know you it's almost easy like and the show kind of does that on purpose but it's pretty easy to be like this is silvio Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in witness protection like post sopranos going and doing these things um definitely worth checking out if you're into that type of thing but tulsa king sounds like a similar idea of like Sylvester Stallone, mob boss, in in uh, being sent out to this area that is not used to being 
mob bossed exactly this, to this dire- degree yeah. yeah and just kind of putting that in that new environment only it's fucking stallone who's amazing stallone's amazing he's yeah. amazing it just so. it, it's wild because like we were sitting there we were watching the first episode and it was, i was just like you know he's like he's up there right and he's man, very old he and he's like mid-70s and i was like as old as he is and the you know the damage he has done to his body from his career he is surprisingly sharp yeah and you know it's heartbreaking what's happening with uh the rocky franchise um it is but how how he's not going to be involved in this new creed movie which sucks because i really liked creed one and two but I also don't agree with him not being in control of that franchise, especially that franchise. I mean, that and Rambo, Rocky, like Rocky and Rambo, Rambo are his. I mean, They're his. Rambo, even, but I mean, he has other movies that are his too. Like people don't understand so much of his early career. He fucking wrote all of it. Yeah, you know? and some of it's good and some of it's not. Rocky's fucking amazing, and it's all him. And he fucking bet everything on that thing and sacrificed so much to make that movie happen. And it's so fucking good and it ought to fucking belong to him. And it's bullshit that it doesn't. And, uh, the idea that, that anybody else could be in control of Rocky, like Stallone is Rocky and Rocky is Stallone. Like, yeah, you cannot, it's it's crazy. You can't separate these two. It's, that is his character. It's his life, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it it's, yeah, it sucks. It's rough. It's rough, but he's making a new career of his own shit and having fun with it. So I I support right. that. Um, yeah. other than that, I haven't really been watching much. I've been like kind of, I you know, Twitch is there. That's my background noise. I was also right. like watching through Bob's Burgers again because it's just comfort food. Um. And that God, that show is just hilarious. I I sit down and I watch that show, and there's some of those, especially the early episodes, where I will sit there and just laugh my ass off the whole time. And I'm just like, yeah, you can't get away with this anymore. <laughs> it's good bringing this up at the end of the show because I want people to know when this Futurama reboot drops. Oh, and there's we're a, gonna be we're, there's a King of the Hill one too. Yeah, King of the Hill just got picked up. To, I, I, Hulu's, Hulu's just like, let's bring back all this old yeah, fuck shit. Let's do it. That was working. Let's fucking okay, do you it. Know, people are, I, I'm st- you know, I'm not... A, so when it comes to King of the Hill, I know a lot of people who fucking love King of the Hill. King of the Hill for me, I grew up around people who are like that, IRL. Uh, and so... Uh, Same. It, it's, pi- it's picking its gabs for me, and I find it more grating than I do funny most of the time. Um, but... <laughs> But Futurama coming back, and when those shows are back uh, and and putting out episodes again, we're going to talk a lot about them on this show, uh, Futurama in particular. So uh, be prepared for that. There's so much coming down that JD and I are so excited about. But again, this show won't always be like that. Occasionally, uh, the show will just be, we're just talking about life stuff, you know, uh, and and there really isn't much going on pop culture-wise or music-wise. Or I mean, there's a, there's a three-month stretch there where you just might not see me. Because there's there's so many games coming out, <laughs> like like May um, to July is bonkers. Yeah, but look, we're close. We're we're gonna close it out now. We're gonna try to keep these shows to an hour every week. Uh, but uh, again, you know, it's they're gonna come as they come, and uh, everybody should be uh, 
aware of that and cool with that and ready for that. And if you're not, if it's not what you signed up for, then I understand. But I feel like if you've stayed subscribed this long, uh, then you were maybe hoping that something, anything would come back. And, and these are, this is the show that we want to make now. And honestly, this is, I feel like in coming to terms with this being the show that I want to make, I feel like for the first time I'm finally like, I feel clarity in the creative vision. Like for the first time I'm like, Oh, I understand like why I'm here and what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, in a way that I never really did when I felt all this responsibility to be a newscaster. Yeah. I don't really want to, I don't really want to do that. Certainly not anymore. You know, I'm with Uh, you, man. Um, you know, before we roll out of here, you want to you want to speed around through these questions that we got loaded up. Yeah, if there are other questions worth reading, for sure. Yeah. So I'm just gonna just you know, we're speed around them. Um, number one, how much does it cost and what is the turnaround time on 3D printer orders? Um, I don't know yet because I don't have the printer and I have to learn all of this shit. Uh, once I figure it out, then probably shipping costs because from what I've seen, like uh, a a spool of the material to print stuff is like 15 bucks and a spool will last you like two months. Um, so that's one. Uh, so that one's for me. Uh, go to finishing move as a wrestler. That's for both of us. It's toughy. I really, I really love a fireman's carry into a gut buster. I, um, yeah, that's a good one. But, when I would play the games, which I'm excited for the AEW game if it ever comes out. Uh, Feels like we're still waiting. We, we are. So, allegedly, it's coming out this month. That's what some, uh, I think... Bullshit. Yeah, that's no what, way. That's what Forbes has, has been saying is coming out this month. No, it's not happening. I don't, I don't buy it, homeboy. We, we ain't seen no pre-order link yet. Yeah, it's yeah. coming out this month. Yeah, it's, it's up for pre-order. Oh, it's oh, up for it? pre-order oh, everywhere, but there's no date on it. Wow, no date. They also re- redid it. the entire cover artwork. Press X to fucking doubt on that one. But, yeah. Um, and uh, so when I would play the games and you could make your own finishing move, they let you get like fucking ridiculous with it. And it was based on like how much like each set in the move like had a different number of mana points or whatever. But like a kick to the nuts was like, a exceedingly low number of mana points. And so I had a finishing move I created called the Dangler Mangler, uh, <laughs> where, right? Which is for the name alone. What are you, uh, fucking Joey Ryan over here? Oh, man, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was literally 10 kicks in the nuts, followed by like a code breaker. And it was like anytime anyone kicked out of it, I was like, there's no way. No, this game this game's a lie. This is a lie. Yeah, this game's a lie. No one would kick out of that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they'd stay down just to avoid getting kicked in the nuts again. Yeah. Even one more time. After uh, two, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always kind of, I've always loved the, the cannonball move. So I, I just had to go mm. with the cannonball and then, I don't know, the awful waffles also top notch awful waffles the fucking amazing the the unsafe pile driver yeah it's uh yeah it's gorgeous it's poetry in motion it's fucking amazing So i'm gonna go go with the awful waffle um 
All right, next one. Uh, you can only pick one protein to eat for the rest of your life. What are you picking? Seared scallop. Uh, I'm going with chicken. If we're talking, if we're talking, if we're if we're talking seafood, if we're talking land, I'm going to separate into into seafood and land because it's important. Um, seared scallop, seafood. If we're talking uh, land, uh, chorizo sausage uh is uh fucking incredible and you can make so many delicious things out of it so that's why i'm going with chicken man chicken's versatile sure it sure is um okay we're gonna skip a couple of these because i don't think you want to talk about being an apex pervert i don't you yeah. know that's yeah. uh you just you are what you are that you, know? you got to get on the only fans for that info <laughs> um that's what everyone's like are we gonna open up patreon again now but no, bud. no. No, we're opening up uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, inquiring minds want to know what you think of Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury coming up to the Super Bowl. <sighs> tough, tough, uh, tough luck for that kid every single year. You even know who that is? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do. And now I've seen enough Super Bowls to watch Patrick Mahomes lose a lot of them. Um you actually come up haven't. to the plate. No, you haven't. Come up to the plate. He hasn't. I, I, he hasn't been in many Super Bowls. <laughs> well, I the last one that I watched, he was. Yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, what's worse, coming up to the Super Bowl with a broken ankle or coming up to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady? Uh, who knows? Uh, That's actually a very good question we'll come to after this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you, you got really you're not real no, no real thoughts on, on Mahomes? No real thoughts on football in general, but okay. Uh, how how you feeling about TB twelve retiring? Again? Yes. Again, perfect. I mean, re- response. Why, why does it? Why does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just going to come back next year, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, I mean, the man didn't <laughs> quit football when Giselle said, "I'm going to leave." So, uh, let's see. Uh, what's your opinion on food expiration dates? Uh, I think they're just a suggestion, really. You know, roll the dice, people. Uh, food expiration. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the business I work in is such that I, I'm not really allowed to say these things. Uh, so here's, so I work. It's true. I work at a restaurant that is nice enough that the the food product that we get in is all typically made in-house. So it's not like we're getting things in bags that have expiration dates on them unless they're chicken patties that are kept in the freezer for the boys, you know? Uh, But uh, (laughs) uh, when it comes to, like, the food that we make, like, there are definite hold times for things. And there are things that we're aware of. Um, but a lot of times what it comes down to with food and whether or not it's servable is, does it look good anymore and does it taste good anymore? Um, uh, there's there's also if, the third question of, does this smell bad? Well, sure. And smell will, I mean, if it's fucking smells bad, it doesn't fucking taste good or look good. I could tell you that much. Too. Uh, so at this point, uh, uh, with enough experience in this, it's, uh, I mean, smell... Smell can guide you to a certain extent, especially something like seafood or whatever. But like if if something is bad enough that it smells bad, there are usually other pretty big warning signs. Even with fish, like if it smells bad, it's also going to feel fucking weird. Or it's also going to be some weird color. Yeah, be a weird color or hard in some places that it fucking shouldn't be. Or there are there are other signs. Like if you're trained enough, you can look at it and be like, that's not good. That's not what it's supposed to be like. So, 
I, uh, when it comes to food that you make at home, when it comes to food that we make in a restaurant, again, I'm not an expert and I don't want to get in any, uh, legal trouble for this. It's like, <laughs> follow your nose and your, uh, eyes. And, uh, if both of those fail you, you can taste something, but like food expiration dates on like, you know, I don't, you don't need to throw away your sriracha if it's a little past due. You're going to be okay. I'm pretty sure I have a jar of Mexican, spicy Mexican hot chocolate powder in my kitchen right now that is a year overdue. And I drank a glass of it two days ago. I will, it was delicious. I will say for the folks out here, especially with the hot products, because as we're coming to the end of the show, I got a, I got a plug for our upcoming event. Um, right. be careful on those expiration dates with like hot sauces and stuff, because that, that goes sure. two distinct ways. Either <laughs> it loses its potency and you got to use more of it, or it exponentially increases its potency and you're going to get a fucking ulcer. So be careful out there. Um, yeah, before we wrap up, I do got to pitch it, uh, next Sunday afternoon before the Super Bowl around 5 PM. We're still gonna we're gonna be talking about times and what time we're gonna do this uh we will be having a live stream on our youtube channel you know this is our once a year fantasy football league um punishment uh trophy awarding moment uh we call it the fire ass bowl because last year our punishment was eating doing the one chip challenge which i did and then i was named fire ass um So this year, we are going to be repeating that challenge. Uh, we had a list of different items they could do, such as uh, you know going to do the, the Waffle House challenge, where you got to stay in a Waffle House for 24 hours, and you take an hour off for every waffle that you eat. Uh, we had one offer up that was reading um, erotic fan fiction for Jim Ross, uh, which I personally <laughs> thought would be absolutely hilarious. Um, but, uh, no, our, our loser this year also chose the one chip challenge. So we are going to have fire ass bowl 2023 next Sunday on, on YouTubes. Come watch the pain, uh, and feel bad for our wonderful loser. Follow it on discord. That's where you can find it. Seeingtheelite.com is a place to, to find that. Uh, the last question I want to answer before we go is a wrestling question. I think maybe we'll try to do that every week is just close on a wrestling question as an old, uh, an old go back. If we have wrestling questions, which I'm sure people will ask, who do you think is the most underrated wrestler on the roster? I assume he would mean the AEW ro- uh, roster. Uh, it's two people. It's MJF. I don't care that he's the champion. He's not as famous as he should be. Um, super underrated. We're, we've still got so much to see from him. Um, and then the other one is Pentagon. Uh, as it's always been, Pentagon is uh, a, a, a phenom-level talent waiting to happen, waiting to emerge that you could absolutely build the whole company around. And he's, quite frankly, completely wasted on a tag team with his brother, who is also a phenomenon. Um, well, <clears throat> keeps hurting himself. Well, sure. But, you know. No, so does bro- CM Punk, but they gave him a championship. So and no, I, I mean, just fought his coworkers. So. I mean, F- Phoenix keeps hurting himself. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, the obvious answer is Snake Man, but you know, um, <laughs> of course, it's it's that's You're who it Snake is. Man the Gold. Yeah, um, Give, where's Johnny Silver? Is Johnny Silver doing all right? Yeah, that's a that would be probably be my my pick. Is right now it's the Dark Order, the rem- remnants of the Dark Order. You know, uh, Uno, John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Oh, those guys are very underrated and de- really need work. Put them in. Put them in the trios championship game. Come on. Do it. For God's sake. Uh, thank you all so much. If you're somebody who's joining us again, it's good to be back. It means a lot to be back. And uh, it's something that, um, you know, I didn't take it for granted when I left. But, uh, and I understood that it was a huge thing to lose and, and it wasn't something that I wanted to lose but i knew the amount of work that it wanted out of me and i knew that i didn't have the energy to give it anymore and hopefully we have we have put together a plan and dialed things back enough that i i can reasonably commit to putting forth this amount of time for this project and we do really appreciate all the love that we got in various places after we, you know, oh, put out yeah. that last episode. It really did mean a lot to us. Everyone and, was so wonderful about it to the point where I almost considered doing a follow up episode to thank everybody. But then I was like, "This is what you're trying to avoid." Yep. Because if we is did, it, uh, this is not. If we did that, then the week later, the punk thing would happen, and we would be like, "Yo, we gotta fucking talk <laughs> well, we about gotta this." We gotta come back and talk about punk, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we just never actually end it. Just yeah. do this big fucking goodbye show followed by... That's wrestling, baby. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back. Sometime. Next time we're back with another episode of Seeing the Elite, a friendship podcast. Until then, go out and change the world. See, we can keep that. <laughs>